TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. It's one of those uh, weeks, man, these roller coaster temperatures. Up, down, up, down. We'll see highs in the upper 50s by Tuesday. Sunny and warmer. Won't know what to do with myself. Uh, even going to church today, I noticed a couple of people walking in without their jackets on because it just felt like a wonderful uh, warm day when there was no wind or snow and the sun comes out. Man, was that nice. But either way, uh, we got uh, tonight. Sunday nights are always a little bit different, a little slower, but we'll keep things open for you. We'll kind of keep an eye out for it. I wanted to start by what's going on in Texas and some of the grid issues that they're having. Man, this couldn't get any worse for some of the people there. Never thought they would ever have to encounter something like this. I, if you live in Texas, you think, no, I'm not going to have to worry about my electricity being off for days at a time. And then on top of that, noticing lack of running water, boil alerts, all of these other things going down, all because of a winter storm that came through. This is really remarkable. The one that is grabbing everyone's attention has to do with customers of this service called Gritty, G-R-I-D-D-Y, as in the power grid, Gritty, who have been stuck with these large bills because they were buying wholesale. And if I'm trying to understand the story correctly, when you have this massive storm that comes through and there are, I mean, an absolute ton of demand for power because you have, I mean, lots of states that are in the same situation, bitterly cold temperatures. You have local power plants or whatever it may be that is providing energy to groups of people and they have so much energy they can give out to the people and they could sell some to other places as in export it. They could just keep it for themselves. They could buy things in bulk if it's coal or whatever it might be, oil and natural gas didn't seem to be affected all that much. But still, people had reserves, some didn't. And when you're in Texas and you're not expecting this giant boom of energy, they have to start looking at other places to purchase it to bring it in. And that brought some pretty big failures, not only to the grid, because the grid had some issues, but also to how are they going to supply it even if the grid is up. And because of that, with the demand being so high, it really put a crunch into a lot of these different energy suppliers. Now, this is where Gritty comes in. Gritty is this independent service, as far as I can tell. It's an independent service where you're able to purchase electricity wholesale 
meaning you cut out the middleman, essentially. Gritty would be the platform, I guess, that negotiates whatever the wholesale price is, and then you're able to get energy at that wholesale price. They provide it whatever the wholesale is. Now, when you're working with a company like that, it's unregulated, meaning there's no cap on what they could charge you because when they're purchasing at wholesale, they're moving that cost straight to you. Now, if you buy it from your electric company, like you're here in, in Missouri and there's an Ameren situation, they have a certain cap. This is the most you can pay, state regulations and things like that. And Ameren's the one that's negotiating and buying this energy from all over the place. Well, what's happening in Texas with some of these people, I've never heard of this service. I never would sign up for the service after hearing for it. When there's no cap and you're forced to buy it on the market and there's all these other electric companies that are buying it and the cost goes sky high through the roof, you are done for. And that's what happened to this one person who had to learn the hard way. This is from Fox 4, which is KDFW, Dallas-Fort Worth. There's a meter here on this house, and then there's a meter actually out here. Ty Williams and his family were among the lucky ones during this week's storm. No, we never lost power. But he did pay a price. It's his electric bill. Almost $17,000. Woo, that's a lot of money. Almost $17,000. Whoa, imagine opening up that bad boy. And how is it even possible? Um, how do you know that so quickly? It were storms for last week. Was it just the very end of your billing cycle and it just so happened that they pushed the bill out immediately? And whoever's sending these bills, uh, it sounds like the post ser postal service is working in full force right now because they're out there delivering these things. Uh, that doesn't seem to be disrupted if they can get that out so quick to reflect the cost from just a week ago. Almost $17,000. You heard him right. $17,000. $17,000. Three meters, five days. He's a customer of a company called Gritty. Gritty is real-time access to the power grid wholesale, which is great most of the time. Uh, not now. <laughs> They're starting to realize real quick, oh boy, this could really, really backfire. Except when it's not. This week, wholesale prices were so high, they hit a state-imposed cap. And even though the Williams did what they could to conserve. I unplugged refrigerators. I, I turned off everything. I turned off all the lights. We literally tried to stay in one room and use our gas uh, heaters. Their bill ballooned. Gritty urged their customers late last week to switch companies before the storm because of a high price forecast. Ty says he tried repeatedly and was told by many prospective providers a switch would take at least a week. Yeah, no kidding. So they're coming up to a storm. What you think they're going to drop everything and just, oh, we got to get you provided real quick. That's a tough thing to do. You ever get any regulatory agency out to your house in a week? That's a feat by itself. I've known people here that have purchased the solar panels or whatever, and you have to buy a special meter in order to sell back into the system, to the grid. So what happens when you put a solar panel on is that your solar panels will produce energy. If you are producing more energy than you are using energy, what happens is with this special meter, it takes the electricity, puts it back into the system, and then they buy it from you, as in the electric company will purchase it at a certain rate. And then essentially what happens is when the sun goes down, you can't use the solar panels and you're pulling energy at night. The, the thought is you can bring it back from the electric grid and it's kind of like a net zero, as in uh, what you put back in, you're able to pull back out or whatever. And it seems to work out pretty well. And for some states, it allows you to do this sort of thing. Um, however, when you call them and say, I need to get a meter put in because I'm doing this thing, it could take months 
before they put something like that. They don't say, okay, I'll be out in a GIF. And then they put on their little white cap like they're the milkman and they're going to go out there and it's going to be like the 1950s all over again and everything's uh, just swimmingly. No, it doesn't work like that. It takes time. So when you're in Dallas and you know there's going to be major issues to the grid and you're calling a week in advance saying, hey, can I switch over to your service? They're thinking to themselves, we got bigger problems, dude. I mean, we <laughs> we got a full state we're trying to make sure doesn't go off the grid. All right. So putting a meter out and switching you over, not our top priority. Now, this is where he gets in some serious trouble. If that, if he would have known, and um, they even warned him, like they said in this, a week in advance, you're about to get, you're about to get taken for a ride, dude, if you got to get off this. Um, why wouldn't you just pop the switch uh, and your, there's the main power into your house and just force it so you're not taking any electricity and then just work off a of natural gas or better yet, winterize your home and get out of Texas. Uh, I know it's kind of like the idea of a hurricane where they tell you to get out and then people don't leave. And they're like, dude, we warned you. And the people that are there saying, oh, it's never this bad. I never would have imagined it would have been this bad. It's kind of like that with the electricity right now. It was useless because no one wanted to take on the burden of a new client when they're paying top dollar for power. He was finally able to switch hours before we arrived at his house. This can't happen to people. Meantime, hundreds of you who did lose power tell me you're worried about your bills, too. Encore confirmed an outage at Kim Humphrey's house. It got so cold, she slept in her car with her pets for heat. Yet her energy company said during that same time, her usage was spiking. We're told if you got a message like that from any power company, it's part of an automated forecasting system and you will not be billed. Okay, so they just assumed that you had the power on and they thought, well, things were bad. So, hey, based on your previous usage, doesn't that make you feel a little funny knowing that whenever these electric companies send you something that says, hey, you're above your usage, they don't really know. They're just guessing. <laughs> They're guessing and sending it over. What is this guessing game? Uh, they don't customize anything but they claim to uh just more reasons to be skeptical from all of this so that was uh gritty customers are leaving immediately i think that will kill it now by the way um they reached for comment and they said hey are you going to be able to give him some relief and they're like dude we sell wholesale <laughs> so it's you bought it at that price you bought it at that price we can't just like comp you because it's not like we were making this ton of money <laughs> you bought it at this price because that's what it was wholesale and now the price is yours sorry uh you can, if you want a payment plan we can work on that and obviously i don't think gritty is at fault here at all and they're going to get a lot of slack for something like this but when they set the system up for you to buy directly wholesale and the wholesale price goes through the roof and then you allow yourself to buy it wholesale at the through the roof price man uh, i know it's an emergency but when, because it's an emergency you're just going to have to realize that you put yourself in a system this wild wild west unregulated stuff ain't always going to pay off for you. And you got to be real careful. And people need to learn a lesson from this sort of thing. And maybe this type of article will do it. I don't know if you're listening from Texas. You might be right now and you're very upset. Uh, 314-436-7900. If you want to uh, call in here locally in St. Louis, or if you're anywhere else in the country, 800-925-1120. Now, coming up after the break, uh, we're going to talk more about what's going down in Texas, the power grid there. Some good news and bad, terrible news. I mean, there's still a lot of terrible things. Every once in a while, there's a positive story that pops up, but it's pretty rare. And later in the show, next hour, we hook up with our friends in Canada, and John Yang is going to join us. He's someone that's hosting the shift tonight, filling in for uh, Shane Hewitt. 
And it's kind of cool. We're going to talk about the United States and Canada finally meeting for the first time virtually, traveling between the countries and the restrictions, the Mars rover, tax season. What's it like for Americans and Canadians? A lot to get to tonight as we uh, hook up with our friends in Canada on the shift next hour. This is Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. You know, I hope our friends in uh, Texas are doing okay. I haven't heard from Bree or I haven't heard from Beth in a long time. And I was thinking about them last week with all of the different storms that were coming through the area. And it's just kind of um, a time where if you're in Texas, you never thought you would figure that out. My, when my wife and I were trying to figure out places to uh, live and I was doing the job search some almost four years ago now, she said, just go to a place where it's warmer. Just don't take me any place where it's colder. Do you imagine? Uh, a lot of people right now thinking to themselves in Texas, how in the world does this happen? And definitely uh, power grid upgrades is something that every state has been keeping an eye on because we know that our grid and our infrastructure is sadly falling apart. We know our roads, we know our bridges, we know our schools, our buildings, our public, anything having issues. Um, power grid alone, we've always talked about the potential for a solar blast to come through and knock us off. There's um, you know, different, different things that happen with our sun, not to get too technical because, uh, I'm not someone that is super technical when it comes to this, but there's activity from our sun that would send these shockwaves basically out these energy shockwaves. And eventually it makes it to our earth. Now, depending on where the earth is, when these things come out and how targeted it is towards the earth, a lot of times we have it do nothing because we have these strong magnetic fields that, uh, our protect ourselves here. Sometimes it hits us towards the North pole and that's when you see the Northern lights and that's the activity coming from it, which is actually a really cool thing. But then they talk about what would happen if there's a, a large direct hit to, I mean, just hit us right on. And it was stronger than what our field could take on at the time. Uh, what would happen is catastrophe for something that would take years to clean up. But you think COVID is bad to try to deal with. I mean, we can at least work around this right now. Imagine if there was something that would knock the power out and an internet out and our satellites out and blow all your electronics out. And it would take who knows how long before you could even get back things. Because what would happen at that point? I mean, if, if even the ones in storage, gone uh, from the side of the earth that is facing that solar blast, it would have huge consequences. And it would take a long time before we'd have to rebuild this. I think if anything, a lot of 
people that have paid attention to the power grid, and I've had guests on the show to talk about it, they realize that we have to do something and we're just sitting here vulnerable, hoping it doesn't happen again. And the sad thing is we're overdue for one. We know the last one happened in the 1800s. Now keep in mind, we didn't have a huge reliance on electronics in the late 1800s, but we know these things happen about every hundred years and we're overdue. So we don't want that to take effect and catch us uh, off guard. Let this thing in Texas be a warning to us what it would be like across the rest of the country. Now, if you think it's bad right now during the winter, electricity being off, now imagine if there was no hope it would be coming back on. No hope is a difficult thing to have to face. So do you want a good story or a bad story first? Uh, let's do the bad story. Terrible, terrible story out of Houston. A family uh, who is grieving the loss of their son says that gross negligence by the power grid operators and the electric providers led to the death of this 11-year-old. His name is Christian Pavin. Very sad story because when anyone, and you talk about lives that are being lost, are a factor, it's it's terrible. Uh, they're seeking damages based on what they thought could have been prevented. I don't know how this could have been prevented, honestly. The lawsuit alleges gross negligence by the power grid operator and the electricity provider, saying it led to the death of 11-year-old Christian Pendenda. The boy passed away Tuesday after spending the night in his frigid mobile home that lost power. The how many people also have been stuck in their homes without power and trying to figure out ways to heat it there's been other stories about people that have uh, they what they did was try to heat their home. And there was one where a family lost, I think, two of the four family members because they were taking the exhaust from a vehicle, which they thought would help heat their home. And what a terrible mistake that ended up being and a preventable mistake because you should never do anything like that. How many times have you heard people just live in their cars because they can keep it heated that way? Um, you know, I think there's certain vehicles, even electric vehicles that could keep things going for about uh, 24 hours before it's too bad. These electric uh, cars, they seem to do all right. But then what are you going to do if there's no electricity to charge it back up? You're in some big, pretty big trouble now. If you're only out there for 24 hours, that's one thing. At least with the gas vehicles, if there's an ability for you to get some gasoline or you have spare gasoline, at home and some people actually keep spare gas for you know lawnmowers or whatever some people decide to keep them in uh tanks like people buy purposely buy giant tanks you have to have some money to do this of course but people buy storage tanks and they buy a gas in bulk when it's cheap and then they just pump it themselves now gas has an efficiency so after a while it starts to degrade and it's not as efficient after it sits there, but still, uh, there's a lot of preppers that do things like that just to try to keep themselves prepared. Uh, some places make it even worse for themselves, and you know they they don't have water or food or anything else on hand, and they can't go anywhere and travel. It's a difficult time, and then sometimes people have electricity, other people don't. And they hear these stories about what happened with Gritty and thought, well, do I really want to get a seventeen thousand dollar bill? So should I even use my electricity? So even if I have it, should I use it? This is bad news. You have to have a, a commune. You're going to have everyone living in your house, and you're going to take a head count. 100 bucks a head, you're going to come in and heat up for a couple hours. It gets that bad. Well, in, in this case, they decided to wait it out in this mobile home. Sounds like they didn't have the uh, effective amount of things to keep them warm, or they didn't know how to do it properly, and this poor, poor kid, 11 years old, ends up dying. The lawsuit says the 
Christian died of hypothermia, and the family is asking for more than $100 million in damages. Medical examiners have not yet released the cause of death. We reached out to ERCOT and Entergy about the story. Entergy said, we are deeply saddened by the loss of life in our community. We are unable to comment due to pending litigation. Yeah, and that's what you're going to hear there for a while. So trying to search that and how many other people had something similar to that uh, go wrong. And they had to try to find a way to adapt. And they were worried. They were worried sick that that would be one of their family members, loved one or whatever. Think if you have elderly in Texas, uh, you have a loved one, a grandparent, parent, whatever it is, living down there and you're not with them and they're alone and they you don't know if they can take care of themselves effectively, properly because of their condition, their health or whatever it is. And you don't know if there's anyone there that can check on them. Devastating. Very devastating. There's another story. This one's a little bit better, mostly because there's at least a good ending to it. Food delivery driver finds home with Austin couple during winter storms. So what was happening is that she was delivering food. Imagine this. You're calling delivery people out to your house and the roads are terrible and you're saying, oh, I'll just, I'll just have them deliver it. <laughs> okay, so there might have been a little bit of a guilt on this homeowner when they had this poor lady have to deliver food to the house in Houston, dropping off groceries for Nina Richardson and Doug Condon. So apparently two last names, so probably not married. So Chelsea Timmons was her name. She was delivering what was her final order of the day. When the road conditions worsened than expected, she ended up slipping, as in the car slipped, couldn't get it out of a, a, a rut or a ditch. They tried to get it out of a rut and ditch, didn't work. So the homeowner said, why don't you just come live with us for, here for a couple of days? Here's from Good Morning America with Chelsea, uh, the girl that got stuck and then was taken in to the home. We have daughters and, uh, you know, I mean, they always... Oh, this is the dad that's talking. I could hope that if, you know, one of my daughters was in need in a situation similar to this, that uh, there would be someone that would... Uh, would open their, you know, their house and, and help them. So, you know, this is something that, you know, me and I didn't even think about this. It was just like, you know, the weather's getting bad. You need to stay here and, you know, and don't worry about it. I wonder if it's like that song. Hey, baby, it's cold outside. I really should go. But your car's not going anywhere anyway. This is almost the 2021 version of it. My wife and I were talking about this, and I said, if we ordered something and they were stuck and they couldn't go, would we bring them in, knowing it's deadly cold outside? My wife's like, well, I don't know what their situation was, but you want to bring a complete stranger into your house with the kids? Uh, would you trust that? And I said, oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Would I trust that? I don't know what I put. Like, would I let them stay in the garage? What would I do? Go, you can use the back shed, just move the lawnmower. What would I do? It does kind of scare me a little bit to think because we're pretty secure type of people. And, you know, you just don't want anything bad to happen to your family. It sounds like these two were a home alone. It looks like they have daughters that live outside of the house, no longer there. And maybe she didn't see much of a threat. And she's very, you know, not threatening, I should say. The photos that they posted with her, she seems very nice. You know, we have the room and, uh, you know, we're certainly not going to send you out into the into the middle of the storm. without. Isn't that great? We're not going to send you out in the middle of the storm, except that we did when you were forced to come to this house middle of a storm without uh, without even knowing where you're going to go and we're not going to send you. it's so great they paid for a service to bring food to their house and we're not going to force you out in the middle of the storm no that's exactly what you did that's the the number one that's the only reason she's there hotel so it didn't make any sense and it's just 
I think it was just kind of a natural reaction that, uh, that we would have her have Chelsea stay with us until it was safer to move on. So to us, it's been just kind of a funny situation. And so we're kind of surprised that people find this so remarkable because it seems just kind of, you know, what you do when, when stuff shows up, so. Um, I know back home, I found out my apartment lost water, lost power. Uh, so me being stuck here actually turned out to be a better situation than it was if I would have made it home. Oh, slumber party. You know, I'd have the neighbors over. So if it was bad and it was someone that just happened to live close to me, I wouldn't have any problem with people I know. Bringing a stranger in the house uh, with young children, uh, you know, I'm a little bit more skeptical of that, even if. <laughs> Even when there's winter, crazy storms on the outside. Maybe I shouldn't be this skeptical. How about this? Uh, you you live wherever you live and the delivery driver gets stuck. Would you bring him in and say, hey, why don't you stay here tonight? Honestly, would you do that? I don't know. It's a little bit late at night. Maybe you're lonely and you'd just be happy to have some company. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Or how about even better? <laughs> What if I was stranded? Would you let me in? Because, I mean, I'm on your radio. I'm on your in your ears. I'm a friendly person. Would you trust me even though you don't actually know me? This is good. This is Overnight America KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. We hook up with our friends in Canada where apparently they're nicer than we are here in the United States. In the next hour on 1230 Sunday nights, we do that. Uh, John Jang is going to join us in. Yes, we got a lot to talk about between our two countries and the things that are going down. Let's go to Ed, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Thanks. We lived in a, a two-story on Euclid Avenue years and years ago near Forest Park. And for very long periods of time, there, there would be a, a gentleman living in our basement. And that would happen huh. two or three times. Uh, whether they were homeless, you know, Officially, or uh, as I recall, they would go out maybe do day work, but uh, uh, we had people living in, in our uh, basement, and they would they would assist my grandfather. It seemed to work out, but sometimes, you know, it was a little scary going down there, uh, but it all worked out okay. Well, it, well so story-wise, so how long did your grandpa do this? Was it years, a long period of time? Well, uh, there were two gentlemen, I'm not going to mention the name, but he was uh, somewhat disabled and he needed some help. And, and we, he lived on the first floor. Uh, we lived on the second floor and uh, there was space down there and there was an actual uh, uh, boarded off room. So uh, there were no problems, but, you know, I found it kind of kind of interesting uh, to live through. OK, so you were living there with your grandpa at the time? Yeah, and, and mom and dad and brother. Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay, so you had a multi-generational family living in a place. <laughs> you betcha. Okay, visitors. so how big was this property then? So if you have multi-generations living on one floor, did, was it a large property? No, not one floor, two floors. It was straight up, a, a two-story two uh, home. Not not very large, kind of narrow, but it had, it had okay, a Okay, so you have everyone living up front, and then the lower floor was owned by uh, was being used by a homeless person no the basement the, the basement there was a oh, room basement. In the basement okay yes i yeah, see yeah, yeah and uh so did they so have that, like access outdoor interior access so they can come and go whenever yeah. they wanted yes yes they oh. did and um and they as they say they they did some i'm sure they didn't pay rent but i'm sure they they 
they helped out, you know, around the place. Um, but it went on for some time. I just, you know, it was a bit unusual, but worked out okay. Well, how long? Like, how, I mean, how many people and how long would they normally well, there were, stay? There were and two, then how- I, remember, I remember one state for uh, about eight months. I was, we're going way, way back now. Yeah. And the other state for a few months. And, uh, and sometimes they'd be gone for a while and, and come back. Yeah. I see. So it's like hitchhiking almost in a way where, you know, they put a thumb out and your your grandpa was giving them a place in the basement. So how did he find them? Did did he just like, hey, you look like you can use a basement? Well, maybe they came by, you know, you never know. And and my grandfather walked in many circles. He knew a lot of people and uh, he he pretty much through his life helped people in various ways. So how they connected, I don't know, you know, for sure. But yeah. uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Never had any first, problems or anything? No, I didn't. No. Uh, the I'll give you first names. Jim and uh, uh, Gary, I believe. Yeah. And okay. I wish him well. They can't still be around. They can't still They're be probably around. long gone, you're thinking? Bingo. Yeah. that long ago? Yes. Yeah. All right. right. So, right. okay. Well, uh, that's uh, quite a story. So what was the lesson there? Did your grandpa say, okay, this is the lesson I'm trying to teach you kids? Uh, always always help other people or were there no lessons there? Well, I, I think there was a combination of lessons because in his, in his younger years, he did some really, really big things as in big, big things. Uh, and, and yet he, uh, he always, uh, was very, very kind as was, was my dad to, to just about everybody. He didn't, he didn't create any, uh, levels for people. He, he just never did. And I, I noticed that about both my my dad and my grandfather. Um, yeah, and I guess maybe I I didn't learn it as well, but uh, I think my brother and I learned. You know, we we observed that, and and we thought that was a good thing. Wow. Okay. Well, would you encourage other people to bring in strangers to the home today? Not necessarily. No. No. <laughs> okay. No. It's different no, times. Different times. <laughs> different times. Yes. A bit, yeah. Uh, I would also be hesitant, and as as nice as I am, I would be scared with my family today to bring in a stranger. Honestly, good good discussion though. That it's uh, it's it's gonna you know it looks like it's gonna happen a little bit more. At least the the opportunities to to do something like that. Um, uh-huh. At the same time, we have to be very, I would say, uh, uh, respectful of the of the couple that. The woman's purse was robbed, and then two cars, you know, were stolen. Weeks later, yeah. so yeah, that. So you have to be, you know, you've got to be cautious. That's a terrible story. Yeah, I may have to talk about that. I was going to bring it up later in the show, but uh, that's another interesting thing that happened there. But thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's it's uh yeah. Thanks. That uh, that's strange times. Honestly. Times were different back then. You'd be able to open up your house for someone. There was a comedian, and I don't remember his name, but it was one of the more famous bits of the last 10 years where he talked about how inviting people over to your house have changed or just having people drop by. He said back in the day, it was like this when I was younger. Man, if someone knocked at your door, it was like the greatest thing ever. Oh, you won't believe it. We have a guest. Come on in. You know, let's get you something like your parents always had some sort of dessert to serve just in case they, they put a pot of coffee on. They would sit and talk. You know, even if they didn't have kids, it was just exciting to have another adult in the house. Wasn't that something? 
when you were younger, it's just at any point someone could drop in or say hi and they were welcome in the door. They would knock on it. Probably you had the front door open and you had the screen door and you can see who it was waving. And it's just, oh, my goodness, they were in the neighborhood. How wonderful. And this is what it must feel like to be a dog. Anyone comes by, you start wagging your tail and going crazy. Fast forward to now 2020 or whatever year when someone knocks on your door, do you get excited or do you hide? Like, do you pretend no one's home? I don't even bother answering the door anymore, to tell you the truth. If someone knocks on the door, I have a one of those alarm systems. I have like a you know, security system and I take a look who it is. OK, let's let's take a look at the cameras. Do I know who the person is? And if I don't know who the person is, no, thanks. Uh, I don't have any obligation to say hi to you or even humor what you're trying to sell to me or bring to me. Nope, nope. My trees are fine. You don't have to trim them. No, no, no. I don't need you to pick up those gumballs. I'll get to them eventually. No, 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 no. I, I'm okay. My, Don't worry. You don't need to get on my roof to inspect it. You know, a million times people come through. You know you who you don't see anymore are the door-to-door religious solicitations where they want to come by and tell you about their church. That stopped because of COVID over the past year. Over the summer, we used to get all kinds of people. And that was more fun. I would, If I was outside working, like mowing the lawn or doing something else like that, I would humor and talk to them if I was out there mostly because it was just interesting to try to challenge them on their beliefs, see what they know, what they don't know, whatever it is. And I'm not one that is a scholar by any means. No, not even close. But it's still fun to ask them some tough questions. Yeah, I got a couple of them stored, ready to go just in case. That stopped. You just don't see as much anymore, which is fine. But times have changed. And I think that's kind of the same reason why I wouldn't let a stranger in the house. When I have a family don't want my kids just in case to be have to, uh, you know, what, what if things go bad? What am I going to do then? Do I have to like carry around one of those baseball bats with the barbed wire on it to just show, Hey, you can, you can come in, but yeah, I'm holding this bad boy and I'm keeping an eye on you situations. Or, you know, you have the daughter that is bringing the boy home and you just so happen to be cleaning your guns that day. <laughs> do you have to do one of those to like make it very clear? Yeah, you can come in. I know it's cold. You'll probably die out there alone. You know, as you try to get your car unstuck in this road or whatever. But, okay, just so you know, you can die in here, too, if you pull any funny business. Is it one of those situations? All right, so stranger comes up. Do you take them in? I mean, be honest, do you? 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I'd almost be worried if someone were to offer me to come in that it might be a trap. Like, oh, boy, what are we getting ourselves into here? Oh, boy. Did they ever tell you that time I went into a uh, strange stranger's home for a donation for a fundraiser? Maybe I'll tell that story after. This is I really thought I was going to get kidnapped or uh, hit on the head and I'd wake up in chains and then uh, there'd be, uh, you know, Amber Alerts out there, people trying to find me. <laughs> this is Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Welcome back to Overnight America. Yeah, it's going to be one of those nights, and as Sunday nights normally are, uh, I wanted to bring up a few different things, and one of which is a story where I went into a stranger's house. And I don't know, if, I've told the story before, I don't know if you've heard it, but I'll, I'll just give this real quick. But it's inspired by this story about the uh, couple or whatever in Texas who hires one of those services to bring food, groceries out to the house, car gets stuck. And the girl, instead of trying to uh, live it and survive in the elements in her car that is stuck because a tow truck ain't coming out 
too much demand. They decide to bring her in. She stays for five days, five days. I got to imagine <laughs> what goes on. First, I thought, okay, is she being held against her will? Is this like just weird? But no, like, apparently they became friends and this was like a little mini vacation for her. So it worked out pretty well. Now she's doing interviews with Good Morning America. Was doing one of those um, Radiothon fundraisers at a station I was working at. And when uh, you're the one that's running these things, so I was the one that was the, I guess, yeah, running the fundraiser. You want to get as much money as you can because it makes your radio station look good. And definitely I wanted that. So we used to, we get calls and some people would say, can I drop off money as opposed to doing a donation over the phone or a pledge or sending it over the mail or whatever. And the people, you'd say, yeah, you can do that. You can drop off money. That's fine. We got uh, abilities for you to do that. So one lady called in and says, you know, I'm old and I got this uh, jar of quarters and I got this like big thing of like pennies and whatever. I've been collecting change for decades. Would you come out here and uh, pick it up? And I thought, well, I I guess I could. I don't want to deny her donation because it's for a good cause. So, yeah, yeah, I'll come pick it up. I'll, I'll just do that. What's your address? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is a mistake. This is a mistake. This is a mistake. So I get the address and after work, I give them a call and I say, okay, I'm going to be over there in about 15 minutes. I'll see you in a little bit. So I take my car and I drive out to the place. It's a nice neighborhood, you know, just your standard type of residential neighborhood, nothing fancy, nothing run down. It's just your average, nice sidewalks and uh, two car garages, ranches, stuff like that. So I go up and I knock on the door and I say, Hey, it's uh, you know, Ryan Recker from the radio station. You know, thanks for the donation. I'll, I'll take it and I'll go. And she says, Oh, you got to come in and get it. Oh boy. All right. So I got to come in your house and get this. So I'm looking at her. She's an old lady. And I think, well, I can take her if I need to, I, I can take her. Okay. 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 I'll go come in and get the change. So I get inside and it's one of those situations where it's straight out of a horror movie. The house is nice, but it's definitely outdated from the 60s. You know, shag carpeting, uh, everything's like green. There's doilies, there's plastic over the furniture. Definitely has not been updated. Uh, you can tell the curtains and everything else has been there for a while. Everything's dark. She doesn't have any lights on. <laughs> so you can't really see all the corners and all the nooks and crannies of the house. And I look over and what I'm assuming is her husband is in the burka lounger sitting back, relaxed with a oxygen mask on, not moving, watching Wheel of Fortune or whatever was on at night, not moving. I mean, didn't even flinch with a stranger in the house. And I think, oh, boy, this is where it happens. It was uh, it was a nice life. Quick one, but a nice one. Now it's time to go. So I say, okay, where's the uh, where's the thing of change? And she says, oh, it's it's in my bedroom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, so either I'm going to get whacked here or someone's going to come out with a you know nine iron, hit me over the side of the head, and then I'll wake up in the basement with uh, chains. And then I know people will be looking for me, and this is uh, this will be my life for the next month and a half or two or whatever until they find me. So I go to the bedroom and I open up the door, small rooms, you know, beds, everything's very nice, well kept, but definitely outdated. And I said, okay, where's the uh, change? And she says, it's in the back of the closet. And so she <laughs> opens the closet door <laughs> and there's all of her clothes, everything neatly stacked, boxes of shoes and everything. What you'd expect a nice elderly woman's closet to look like that takes care of her stuff. 
And I said, okay, so I'm going to go in this closet and I'm never coming out. I've come this far. Oh boy. What's going to happen next? And I think I've gone this far. I'm going to have to get this jar. So I look at it and it's like one of those cheese ball jars that it's huge. It's not just like a little tiny Mason jar. It's not even something the size of a shoebox. We're talking, it is a literal cheese ball container. And if you've known one of those, it's like a Costco size type of cheese balls because they only sell them in that size because, you know, the cheese balls are pretty large. And it's, I mean, it's filled to the brim with change. And I'm thinking this thing's got to weigh like 50 pounds. <laughs> so much change in this thing. So I reach down to get this thing and I start to mess around with it. And next thing you know, lights out. I'm just kidding. Nothing happened. You thought the lady hit me, didn't you? But I picked this thing up. It's huge. And I thought, no way that a 90-year-old sweet lady is ever going to get this. So uh, I pick it up, leave, and uh, hold on to it in my car. Basically, the back end of my car was dragging on the pavement as I was driving away. It's like the muffler was sparking. It was added so much weight to the trunk. And uh, I took this thing into the radio station. Basically, I had to wheelbarrow it in. It was so heavy. And I said, well, good luck with that. We got to take this to the bank. And now they're going to have to sort this sort of thing. And I'm sure the bank's got to be thrilled that we're going to be bringing in a cheese ball jar of change for them to count. I don't really know how much was collected from that. It had to have been a lot of money because, I mean, the thing was just impossibly heavy. And I can see why she couldn't move that. So I trusted a stranger and ultimately it ended up in a nice donation for a great cause and also a story that I was able to tell to you here on Overnight America. Isn't that nice? And I didn't get uh, knocked out. Who knows what happened to them anymore? I mean, I hope they're still alive, but I'm going to guess they're not. Uh, There's probably not. If I had to, I'm not a betting man, but if I had to bet, I'd buy the, I would say it's a 70, 30 that they're gone. They were up there. All right. Coming up after the break, we're going to take a look at your news. We'll take a look at your weather. And there's a couple of other stories I didn't get a chance to get to. And as Ed called in earlier, there's that one story about the uh, poor kid that's worried about his parents getting victimized again. They've already been hit twice. Real scary story. I also want to talk about the gold standard, which is Governor Cuomo. Now, keep in mind, Joe Biden said when it comes to fighting COVID, the gold standard is Governor Cuomo. Well, as he has uh, hid information in statistics, as he was hiding what they were doing to nursing homes at the time, which contributed to who knows how many deaths, plus exponentially higher than that, mostly because other states were taking the lead because they all said, do what New York is doing. Well, they were lying to you and everyone else. So. Uh, is he still the gold standard? How do you think the Biden administration answered that question? And also, you might be wearing masks up until 2022. Look forward to that. Not really, but uh, and the Muppets are branded racist. How did that happen? All of these things and our hookup with Canada next hour. Super exciting with the host. John Jang is joining us live. This is Overnight America. KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.